Hi, on this episode of K-12 Tech Talk, we talk about summer projects and what Corey's going to be busy doing. We talk about policy and procedure for new teachers and new staff that come in and when you create those accounts. We talk about a vulnerability that was announced late this week from VMware about vCenter. By the way, you need to patch vCenter as soon as possible. And Corey and Josh go over the MSISAC reports that they've received uh, from their DNS service and the vulnerability scans. And Chris finally plugs Midwest Tech Talk, the conference in Missouri for tech people ran by tech people. Have a listen. All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk Podcast, episode 37. What's up, fellas? It's the end of the year. Thank God teachers are gone. They gone. Yeah, today, yesterday was our last day with kids. Today was our last day with teachers. I was upstairs in the elementary and looking at carts because we we're redoing a bunch of carts in our elementary school and I was getting a count and the elementary principal comes on the over the intercom and says, well, looking at my clock, it's well past three o'clock. Everybody get out of here. And I'm thinking, oh man, it's already three o'clock. So I go downstairs in the office. I'm talking to my guys about counts and how many this, how many that. And I look at the clock and it's like 2.30. Like you butthead. <laughs> I was ready to go home and he's, he just did a solid for his staff and I'm, I'm stuck there for another hour and a half. But it felt good to get rid of those kids and those teachers. Yeah. Things definitely calmed down today. It was, it was pretty quiet. Well, from a call standpoint, stupid V center. Let's talk about that. So VMware announced a big vulnerability. Was that yesterday, Corey? Uh, What did I say? Thursday? Yeah. Yesterday. It over, I guess it was overnight. Uh, it was Tuesday night. Yeah. Was, yeah, Monday or Tuesday night. So if you're listening and you have VMware, if you have not updated to the newest release level, which I think was a 5.26.21 release date, it's like UB3 or something like that, or U3B, something like that. Um, it's a critical patch. Do it now. The end of story. It, it's, it's some a, sort of it's a nine dot eight out of ten. Yeah. So it. I mean, they consider it pretty serious. Um, I was on Twitter today, and somebody I follow works for Kenna Security. They're not a sponsor of the show. Um, they, but they ca- could be. But they could be if they're listening, Jerry. If you're listening, um, his tweet was more or less: if it's not exposed to the web, you don't need to spend your holiday weekend patching that server. So. Right. Um, Corey, you Which, I mean, your... there's still, there's an internal vulnerability sure, too. I mean, sure. Cause it's over port four, four, three. So there's always that risk of somebody get, but then, then there's there, they've already bypassed multiple levels of security at that point anyway. So, right. Right. And you've got to so just intern... give them the keys. My gotta... patch went great. Nine. I mean, really it's so easy. You'd have to be a fool not to be able to update these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had issues with mine. We'll just leave it at that. I'm still struggling, um, but everything's running. No, I knock on wood. I haven't had downtime. So, um, and really, V V Center really only is leveraged for HA type stuff. Um, my hosts are chugging along just fine. So, um, we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, if you have v, if you have VMware, 
update your stuff. Uh, when it's, you get a v, and to be clear, it's V Center that you need to upgrade. Update. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not a it's not an ESXi update. It's a vCenter update. Corey, speaking of uh, speaking of HA and uh, plug our sponsor real quick, my new cluster is done, and they think we'll be ready for migrations next week. And it has HA. Whew. I don't even know what I'm going to do with all that availability. It's so high. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. I'm available. <laughs> What's he doing? But no, it looks like uh, I got in there. It's running set the newest 7.0, which has the GUI's changed a little bit. And I was, I was in there poking around, and I saw a lot of very neat things. Cool. And I was told not to click anything. So. Oh wow! So they hey, who, know how you operate. Who was that that that's been doing all that work? Somethingcool.com. Ooh. Did you get a deal? Because you know you like you have connections now because of this podcast. Uh, looking at the bill, no, I did not get a deal. Yeah, there's like a weird area there that we're in. Like they sponsor us, but they do work. And no, so what Jeremy's you're supposed just... to say is their pricing is so good for everybody. You don't need a special deal. It right? always feels like a deal. Right, right. It's always <laughs> a deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's super exciting. So I'm ready to, to yeah, migrate cool. next week. Cool. So if you, listener, are looking to do some major server changes, email sales at somethingcool.com. You'll probably talk to Jeremy Porter. And he's a I good mean, guy. maybe. He can, yeah. He's a busy guy. Is he still there? Oh. <laughs> has, he, has he handed off the reins to somebody else? He hasn't. He's there. So he's always there. Oh, I was going to ask something. Was it something know. cool? No, it wasn't anything <laughs> cool. I'm not, I'm not a real cool person. Do you think oh, something cool hell. has regrets of choosing that name? You know, I, I thought about that yesterday, actually. I don't know. Cause he's, he's big in education too, right? He's not just, or I'm sorry, he's big in business too, right? Not just education. Right. I like it. No, I like it. Well, because their name is a website. Like right. it's not even something cool. We always say something cool. The the name of the business is somethingcool.com, right? Yes. Was that a wise dot, choice? Yeah, the dot com. The dot com's a little 2002 for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's when they like became a business was early yeah. internet days or prior. Yeah. I think one of their very first things was like getting a library or a school or something going with internet access. Hmm. Which something cool dot com. So right, they've been plugged enough. Yeah. So what else is going on? Are they paying extra <laughs> for this episode? Um, Chris, you had you had something you wanted to talk about, right? Did I? New employees, new teachers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've spent uh, way more time than I would like uh, because we have a bunch of new employees coming in and a bunch of retirees and people leaving this year. Decent turnover. Uh, which just made me think of the question, like I know what I've been doing, my process of new people coming in. Uh, but I was going to ask you guys, a new person gets board approved. They get their whatever welcome packet from central office. They want to get going with Google accounts and window accounts. Nope. Uh, they don't start until <laughs> July 1 or August, whatever you want to say. How do you get them going? What do you do? Well, Josh, Josh answered. 
for the listeners, that was nope. That was Josh. Every year I go through this fight. Every year I go through this fight. They do not get an account until they have signed their contract, signed all of their paperwork with HR, turned in all of their payment stuff for payroll. And that doesn't typically happen until the first day of orientation. Now, that week before... Which is when? Uh, August, like a week and a half before school. Okay. Um, so right before orientation, I'll create everybody's accounts. But that does not happen until everything got finished uh we're definitely more open and lenient uh it is ours is basically principal asked me like hey this person's starting can they go ahead and at least get their google account we will make them come in meet with me sign the tech agreement and uh they have to bring their cell phone so they can roll in two-factor uh if we go if we have the the person they're replacing's laptop We'll try to go ahead and get it to them as well. Mm. Um, but it always has to funnel through an administrator. Like a, a new person for sure just can't come into my office and be yeah. like, hey, I'm new. Can I have my accounts? It doesn't work that way. Yep. Uh, the superintendent directly has asked me to make accounts early before. Uh, so we we do. I mean, we have an official new teacher orientation, which is uh, like a week before regular teachers come back. But by, by then, honestly... Uh, most of them have their accounts. So we're talking, when I say accounts, I'm saying Google and then Windows, if they were assigned a laptop, uh, they don't get their SIS accounts until that orientation. Right. Now, I, I recently did have a special occasion where we hired a new PLTW teacher and the current one's leaving. So before his account got disabled or before he left, he wanted to be able to transfer documents. So that made its way up to central office. And they said, yeah, go ahead and create it. So I did. Ours is new this year, uh, so typically we do like a day and a half, or I would say traditionally, that and, and tradition is changing, we would do a day and a half tech training in August, uh, but uh, we're kind of taking a page out of a neighboring school district's uh, tech book. Is it us? We are, nope. No. We, we are next week having our new teachers come in. And they will do a one day, all of, so we, we make our new teachers go through Google tasks yeah, and then their Chromebook. So they've already turned in all their paperwork. Uh, and then they will sit with us, myself and the curriculum director and knock out their Google training. And then they will get their windows account, their Google account, all of their accounts are ready and they so, will leave next week with the Chromebook. So they can forget them before they come in in August. Yeah. And then they'll come back in August uh, for some more training on so, phone system and sys and that kind of stuff. So interesting. So we, it's always been the mindset where I am, and this is from central office. If they're, if they're not under contract, they're not an employee. So they shouldn't, at least the way we look at it is they shouldn't have access to district systems. If they're not an employee, it's interesting that you're doing that that early. Yeah, and we had to we had to get some paperwork stuff lined out uh, to go down this road. So are uh, they are they getting paid extra to come in for those trainings since it's not in their contract time? I think that kind of goes back and forth a little bit. Like you know how they're supposed to come in a couple. I mean they're, they're contracted for extra time. Right. It's not not actual school time. Right. So I think that's what they're using for that. Interesting. I also a little side note that I've wondered and and thought through. I think we kind of just ask them to come. 
uh, and I think they could, if they're not being paid for that, say they no. could push back and say yeah. no, but then you're not going to do that because you're a new person. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you're kind of taking advantage of them. Yes. I was going to say, I mean, I take my directive from the admins and for sure the central office, if like superintendent requests, I create an account, like I do my part to make sure a user agreement sign. And then if you feel comfortable having this person with an account, like I'll make the account, like I, like I'm not the decision maker in yeah. that, in that for sure. And, and you know, that brings up an, a, a conversation that I think some tech, tech directors have difficulty or not a conversation, a idea that some tech directors have difficulty subscribing to is realistically, it's not your call. It's your job to more or less flip the switches and create the accounts. It's up to central office to have a policy for you to follow. Does that make sense? Yep. Oh, for sure. And there's always those instances, like we're hiring a new assistant superintendent of finance. He got an account early. I mean, he's an assistant superintendent. He needs an account early. There's always those one-off type situations. But that's where I I do love policy and procedure because they can try to be mad at me, but I'm just following the sentences. Right. And like, there's one particular sheet of paper. That's, that's my, I die on this Hill, like new, I remember new superintendent coming in. I didn't make his account until we at least had that one piece of paper because that had the stuff that I needed to make sure I'm spelling his name. Right. Right. Like he, he's supposed to fill that sheet out. Well, at least, at least give me that. We, I have a, a thing with our HR lady. She, we've got a sheet that goes back and forth with employee numbers. And I, I, tie an employee number to accounts like an AD along with badge numbers. And it's kind of the rule has been, I don't create an account until I have those numbers. I, I need an employee ID and I need a badge number so that I can create, because those things flow to other systems, you know, mm-hmm. like paper cut. Um, hello, paper cut sponsor. Um, that kind of, that kind of thing. Do you guys manually make Windows Google account for staff or do you, is any of that automated? I I manually do it. I had a PowerShell script that was that would read off of a CSV file and automatically create an Active Directory and then automatically with GAM create a Google account. Um, and I've gotten to the point where I only use that when we have like 20 new employees. You know, I can create a single account in both systems as quick as that system creates them automatically. Mm-hmm. We do not, we automate student accounts, but not staff. Yeah. I do that all manually. I'm doing student accounts with GAM at the, like two weeks before school starts, I'll get an export out of SIS of active students. I'll run it through this PowerShell script that calls GAM and compares existing accounts to new accounts. And then it create it creates a file of accounts that need to be created and then it creates them in the correct OU, right membership, stuff like that. I'm not creating you, 300 accounts by hand. Josh, do you make do you make Windows accounts for kids or no? No, God, no. We we're down to two Windows Labs, I think. Okay. Eh, no, no. We've we've got a generic account that's super restricted, no rights on the network, can't do anything, um, and they just they deal with it. Corey, you're more like me. You do, like, do you still make student Windows accounts? Yeah, and we partner with a third-party vendor that automates our 
power school to Google, well, and to windows, uh, account system creation, editing, whatever. And active directory actually is the middleman of all of that. Uh, like active directory pushes the changes to power school and pushes the changes to Google. So we couldn't even like, we had to create When we went with this last year, kids that like elementary kids had never had a windows account. And like, they all do now, they don't know what the password is. Right. But like, is that, is that I could, talk about that? Is that, and they're not a sponsor, but is that level data? Yeah. So that's level data. Um, they are not a sponsor of the show. Uh, they actually, we first signed up with them. They, uh, they do a lot of different things. Uh, they're a very, very good company. Um, they do like what we call, we call it, I call it sys validation where it's a plug into our sys and then it validates fields and stuff for you. And it gives you nice big green check marks or red X's on fields. If you know, if you've done something right or done something wrong, like what anyways, uh, like, you know, like one in like input validation, if it's supposed to be a phone number to make sure there's not a letter, oh. uh, it does, uh, it does address stuff with the uh, mail system. So if they enter an address wrong, it'll tell them like, Hey, we don't think this is right. That's uh, cool. please validate this mailing address. Um, and then it will even like, if they click the link, it'll pull up a map, uh, uh saying like, you're saying the address is here. Uh, so it, it's actually, it's, it does a lot of super neat stuff. Um, and it validates enrollments, like to make sure like if a kid has accidental overlapping enrollments, those things get flagged. But anyways, the, the so um, last year we signed on with them to do our, you know, student account sync. And I actually think that's what they call it, uh, where you, you tell they work with your sys and they use APIs and then they tie Google and AD and your sys all together. So when a new kid comes in, gets enrolled into sys, their account, the, the uh, Active Directory and Google accounts are created overnight. And then they have rules in place where like it detects like, all right, Johnny was a sixth grader. Uh, Corey's told us the sixth grader goes into this grad year OU. This grad year OU is also under the middle school students OU. And then it puts them in all and does all that for you, blah, blah, blah. So, so it's super, super slick. We, so, we were close. We were close to doing that last uh, summer, and then we put it off. I've I've actually reached out to them again for pricing and stuff because it does that crazy stuff too. Where it, if they transfer out of school, it will move them to a different OU, and like it disables their account, and it gives you like the sys information, like whatever transferred to your school district or with a date on it. So you, absolutely, so you, can see, you wow. can see what it did and why. Yep, absolutely. So. Does it report or does it manipulate PowerSchool back then and input their email address that it created? That's cool. Yeah. What it does is there's rules in place. So accounts created, uh, our, our student emails, which is public info are, are, are part of their PowerSchool username. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And so like that gets written to active directory into a custom active directory field. Then their tool writes that, field back and then what is that word uh appends pre what's appends the at at our domain.org into a custom email field in power school huh. Sweet. so yeah it does, it's doing a lot of crazy things do they only work with power school no not no, that i know of. oh they do work with Tyler. You got a quote for tyler yeah okay i should uh before i lock in my pricing with my school district i should talk to them about this podcast that might be 
kind of underhanded, but sure, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, uh, we mentioned you. Yeah, no doubt. How about you lower that rate? So you want to talk about who's our next sponsor? You want to talk about PDS real quick? Heck yeah. Provision. Sorry, I did it again. Man. And Brian, he's going to be mad at me. Aren't you seeing them next week? I No, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. He doesn't like their van. I don't think he likes the van. Have you guys noticed that? The van's really nice. The van is awesome. Yeah. I've mentioned uh, the last time he was down, he they were in the van, and I said something about it. And I don't think he likes the van. I think I'm going to have to have them help me with so my my new interactive TVs. We have uh, one, um, and like my whole demo, the whole time we've been using this thing, it's always been my laptop over wireless. Oh. Well, we started like I've handed this off to my worker. He's going to be in charge of interactive TVs like that. Wow. This is going to be one of his babies. Yeah. It's one of his responses. And so, and he so we started for that. No, shut up. He should. Uh, he should. So we he started working on documentation. For his advocate. Yeah. It's like, no. worth, that's worth 20 grand, isn't it? No. <laughs> uh, anyways, we started working on documentation. And for some reason, it clicked in my head. I was like, Man, we've never tried to screen share from a a, jet, a physical network. Like all of our teachers have laptops with docking stations. So the majority of the time they have the, the building's data VLAN, like the yeah. physical network VLAN. And we tried it. And of course, it just does not work at all. They don't wah, see each wah, other. Wah. So I reached out to Provision and it looks like I want to have to do a bunch of stupid VLAN tagging mm. crap. What do you and mean? Then, and then enable air group. I think he said that's on wireless. Uh, yeah. But to get that will to, proxy but, the data, I don't know. To like get my reply, my reply was God, period. It's like not he a, sent me what might need to be done. And I replied, God, period. It's not a multicast thing. Like I said. Oh no, it is like we're over the wireless, it's using multicast. Yeah. So, but that multicast traffic isn't does not isn't traversing the VLANs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so secure. You'll have to enable like multicast uh PIM sparse or something. We had he whole, said something air group air group but proxy yeah, or something. I thought that was once it was on wireless, though. I thought whatever, they'll figure it out. Those guys are smart. Ryan and those guys are yeah. super smart. Actually, hey, they're, let's they're hit different. it. Riot, what's give me the bit, Corey? What's what, what's, give the me bit? Ryan's what's the whatever, bit? The thing, Ryan Rothkoff's randomosity. Look, his face lit up at that, Chris. I thought he was going to be mad. <laughs> All right, Ryan sent us a text message and he said, Hey guys. What's the best What's money you that? ever spent on technology for your school district? What's wrong it really voice? was a voice text that Chris just played. <laughs> that was Ryan. Oh, I thought it was Chris. Oh. Um, well, best I think that's money you ever spent. The obvious answer is a contract with provision data. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Aruba Wireless. Oh, that that's Oh, jeez. Okay, Corey, what's your answer? Uh, I, I, I thought of mine pretty quick. It was going to be Veeam. Oh. Uh, we uh, used uh, an archaic backup solution for my first several years at my district. And then when we made the switch to Veeam, it was like, like literally, I was like, oh, my God, this is like, a, this is a game changer for being able to sleep better at night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris? 
Um, I'm sure that this is not actually true. However, this was impactful. When COVID happened and we're supposed to take all these extra precautions and stuff, uh, prior to COVID, uh, we always, uh, so our tech office is at the high school, and we always intentionally left the door open. Want people to feel like they can come in and they're no. welcome and students can come in and staff no. can come in, faculty can come in, everybody God. can come in. Uh, which brings about stories of, you know, a kid putting his Chromebook on my desk and milk comes out, a Chromebook <laughs> coming in and a roach comes out, P- people coming in that you don't want in there. So with COVID, we purchase, it's a like bright blue directors. cart. Yeah, maintenance director. We have a maintenance director in the tech office now that we didn't ask for. Uh, but with COVID, we purchased a bright blue uh, cart that fits perfectly into the door. Uh, and it's just like a little counter. So oh. now all those people have to stop. There's a stop sign and they stop. So even after, after COVID goes away, uh, that blue cart is going to stay. That's cool. I'm, I'm too much of a tightwad. I don't spend money. <laughs> I don't I actually started. I worked on this week. My, my, like I always do like what I call start of the year purchases. Yep. I, I I'm making those. a ginormous one from Amazon. Like we still do, like we're very old school in how we order things. Like we still have to fill out requisitions. Like we have an Amazon business account, so I yeah. can make the cart, yeah. but I'm still required because central office wants a paper trail. They'll do yep. a physical paper re- requisition to match the online order. And my requisition is too big. Wow. Like it's too oh. many. It's too many rows. It's, now, it's wonderful. Now see, we use Sysfin for that night. Yeah. But same idea. I make the cart it has to get approved by accounting before it's the order is placed. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I would say Chromebooks are good money spent. I mean, back in the early days, we actually just decommissioned some of the Chromebooks that, that were bought when I was hired mm-hmm. seven years ago, they went from uh, netbooks in cards that were just pieces of crap. Um, to Chromebooks and that the difference was night and day different, uh, unbelievably like crazy different. Um, I think that in, in that progress of change, that was money very well spent. Um, faster internet, I think is, is money well spent. Um, good wifi is, is, I mean, you have categories of things that are required wifi, good wifi, good internet and good devices. And I think if you can allocate money to those categories, um, I, I think it's money well spent. I uh, So I have high school student workers. Uh, one time they asked me for Jack in the Box tacos. Oh. So I bought like 60 tacos. That was money well spent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I yeah. blew their minds that I showed up with 60 Jack in the Box tacos. We so we gave our our student workers pizza, and it is it's funny how many of those kids come out of the woodwork that you don't get to see a whole lot. You got free pizza; they're they're showing up, man. That did I tell you guys how many student workers we have next year? We went. We had I think we had like eighteen, sixteen this year, low teens, thirty five tech student workers next year. It's awesome. We're, we're going to be able to put one in every building every hour of the day. That's nice. Yeah. We're, what's that we're, army? What's that army that got Josh's lost in army. the desert in the Bible? Because they had no leader. 
I'm like the Israelites. Yeah. The Festus Israelites. <laughs> no, no, that was all kinds of not biblical. <laughs> and that was, oh yeah. Close it out, Corey. I got the, I got it. And that was Ryan Rothkopf's <laughs> randomosity. Oh my God. Oh, good hit, Chris. <laughs> you nailed that one. Oh, geez. So, Corey, you and I, uh, I've been a member of MS ISAC. You recently joined ISAC. Chris, did you join? No, I'm watching you guys. So, I moved my DNS to their MDBR product. Corey, you've now moved your DNS to their product, right? Um we both have had cyber hygiene vulnerability scans done on our external addresses. Um, I so this progress, this process has been pretty interesting to me. I will say the people that I have talked to, um, I don't know that I can say her name or the dude's name either. They have been super nice. The people from Missouri have been super super nice. Um, answer emails when I send them. Although she hasn't answered whether she wants to come on this podcast. I emailed her yesterday and she hasn't, she's been ghosting me. Um, but setting all this up, getting the con they're not really contracts, but getting the paperwork signed. Uh, Corey, you have not gotten your MDBR report, right? You, so the way this is supposed to work, you're supposed to get a, a weekly report of DNS hits to their DNS server and anything that comes back of concern. They have three categories, command and control, malware and phishing you haven't gotten yours your first one right Corey? i have not i've gotten my i've gotten two of the the hygiene reports uh but i've not gotten uh, my first dns ones yet Uh, i was just looking so i got an email a week ago the 20th saying that congratulations according to our records your forwarders have been successfully configured. So I would assume I will get my first report soon. Yeah. Uh, the hygiene report though, I mean, it was pretty neat. Luckily I, I mean, we didn't have any, uh, I think you and, you and I issues. had the same score, didn't we? We had, uh, two medium, two low or two medium, one low, something like that. Uh, well I had, I know I had more than that. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, I actually, I had a pretty fun, not fun. Fun is not the right (laughs) word. I had an interesting time trying to fix the stuff because a lot of it was, you know, like internet service related and, you know, services running on your, on your servers, you know, stuff that was like, not like just because you use default install configs, like out of the box, it was not configured properly, not uh, so it's not even your fault. Uh, So yeah, no, I do wish. You know, it looks like you get, you basically, you get a, a weekly report. Yeah. So it's like you fix something and if you can't test it yourself, you just wait for your next scan to come in and see if you did it right or not. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the nice things about it is that it, if you do have a vulnerability, they're scanning that every week to make sure or to see when you fix it. Um, one thing I wish the report did have would be, uh, just a couple hints on how to resolve the issue. Cause I think you and I went down the same path on a couple of them. Um, I, I think I, so the first week I know I resolved two of them. Um, and I think I got the other two resolved this week. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with my next report. I will tell you something. So two of our servers, uh, I won't say what they are, what they host. No. Yeah. But two of our servers that host applications, uh, I had to reach out to the, those companies, 
oh. uh, to tell them. And, and, and I did frame the email like, hey, we were scanned by the Department of Homeland Security. They Perfect. found they found vulnerabilities and like they acted so quick, like uh, one company who's always email support, like they they emailed me to say, hey, do you have time for a phone call about this? Wow. Um, and then we did a remote session and we looked through the stuff. And then the other one said they were already aware. And they were the other one I'm talking about, it was Lowe's anyway, low, yeah. low level. Yeah. Uh, but they said they already were aware and it's and it's already been for the back to school patch. That's awesome. cool. And, and I so, think yeah. when, when you go to them and say, hey, look, Department of Homeland Security says this. It's not some Yahoo you know, some idiot tech director that is, right. you know, it's a security. Well, and I like screenshot the logs like, Hey, here's this log is showing like your right. application, like has this problem. And so they were very, both of them were like super quick to respond. I, I was kind of wishing that I would have had something like that, that I could go to one of my favorite vendors with, but unfortunately all of this stuff that I had was IIS related and, and none of yeah. it was like, you didn't have a critical or high, right? Am I is no. that, is, okay? That so that's what I'm thinking of. I didn't have a critical or a high level, um, high threat level item either. Um, so I did get my MDBR report, which is the DNS report, and we had. So the report goes through and it tells you how many total DNS lookups that you had, and we had like 3.5 million DNS records over a week lookup. 3.5 million lookups over a week. Um, and let and we had like 1,000 items that were questionable. Now most of that, excuse me, was hits to malware services or malware sites. But I did have 33 hits that were to phishing. So I got kind of panicked. Not, Corey, you know you you know me, and you were making fun of me <laughs> about this. Yeah. What, buddy? You got panicked? I mean. So, you Go never ahead. get panicked. Josh. Sidebar, like Josh, these reports are going to kill him. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like if you're having like, I, I don't even know what it would be like. Hey, if you have a heart problems, like I want, I want to know all the time when I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah. It's like, it's like he, he doesn't have the temperament for, for these reports. Josh take, upset? No. I'm going to take action, buddy. I was Something must be really wrong if Josh is upset. So I was trying to figure <laughs> Like, you know, he's printing those dudes out. He ain't scrolling through the 3DF. Boom, print. (laughs) Go get me the job. I Uh, need the job. That's why he has a copier in his office. He's always printing everything out. No, it doesn't work half the time. Uh, I mean, he takes his shirt off because he's sweating. I did take my shirt off today because I was sweating so bad. I knew it. I knew Uh, it. (laughs) No, it was our air conditioner barely works and it was horrible in our office today. So you were you worked at your desk shirtless? No, we were doing all this yes. stupid cart work today, and I wear a t-shirt and a polo shirt. That's and what I, the principal is like. Everybody leave! It is three o'clock. Yeah, Josh is shirtless. Get I was I was upstairs at that time in just my t-shirt. So yeah, no, it was horrible. So you didn't we were, have pants on? No, I had pants on. Jesus. Uh, no, it oh. it it was horrible in our office today. Um, no, but I was like trying to figure out where these MDBR did we lose Chris? Uh oh, I think he we was did. La- he was laughing so hard, he, he turned he his dis- camera off or something. He, he disconnected. Wow, now he's muted. Uh oh, 
I wonder what happened. That's his weird. dog probably chewed the computer. Yeah, because that dog runs that house. Yeah. Um, no, so I was trying to figure out, and I think I did track down a couple of the hosts that were hitting malware sites. Um, I'm ready to go rebuild, re-image machines. I mean, like, <laughs> you're, you're not going to be a threat on my network, man. I mean, I, I assume it was like extensions, right? That would be my guess. Or coupon printer, you, you know, right. stupid crap like that. Because, um, like, our, our antivirus flags rogue, stupid Chrome extensions all the time. Good. I would, but I would rather that that happen. Oh, yeah. No. But, I, you know, I'm hoping, you know, when you read that report, you can... Like you hope it's like something like that. You can't tell. They they no, give you, you they they give you a site and kind of a brief description of what they see the the site hosting. They they do give you the URL um, and the number of hits that you that were made to that URL, but they don't give you a timestamp. They don't give you um, any, it, more or less any other detail because realistically, it's it's your forwarder hitting that site, not the right. client hitting that site. Right. So. Where'd you I'm, go, Chris? I'm pretty sure I laughed so hard that I clicked the X. <laughs> and like, I, <laughs> I'm not even, I, I was laughing with my hands. So the uh, Josh, did was he wearing pants? Yes, I was wearing pants. So at some point today, he was wearing pants with no shirt. Then he went to a shirt with no pants. Hey, man. I guess he was like, cool, you know, like. Climate control. He was yeah, cool in the upper climate. Zones. I have zone control. Yeah, and then he yeah. was cool in the lower climate. I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah. Below, below the equator, above the equator kind it's of cool, operation. Yeah. You do you. <sighs> you guys are jerks. Um, what else? What else we got? Do we want to hit Aruba real quick? We should. Aruba. We probably a lost sponsor. them after the pantsless talk. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good jump into it. A good sponsor of the K twelve Tech Talk podcast. Uh, actually, at the start of this week, uh, we are down to pretty much the one SSID everywhere. Oh, cool. Uh, we've been moving everybody to ClearPass. There's a couple of devices that were lingering out there, you know, that we had to look up the MAC address and make sure we identified them properly to get them moved over. Uh, but we'll be sometime, I think we're going to do it sometime during summer school. Go ahead and like call turn it, it off, turn cool. the rest of everything else off. Uh, but I mean, we're seeing people jump on, cool, and join the guest or authenticate with their student account or their staff account or whatever. So, and and, and Aruba is the solution to do that. Well, ClearPass is the solution to do that. And if you want to, well, know, the APs, the Mobility Master, all the good well, stuff that right. goes along with, yeah. And if you want to know more about ClearPass or Aruba Wireless or what Aruba offers in the range of physical networking. Uh, which that's what I'm replacing my course switch with uh, in two weeks. Uh, give your local Aruba reseller or local Aruba contact, SE salesman, whatever you want to call them, a holler. If uh, you want us, if we can put you in contact with Chris, our contact, just tweet us at K12 Tech Talk on Twitter or send us an email, K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com. And uh, we can put you in contact with Chris and he can put you in contact with the correct people in your region. That also brings up a discussion. Uh, share this podcast with your friends. Shoot us an email. Tweet us. Um, let us know what your summer projects are. I'd be curious to hear uh, if anybody else has anything wild and crazy going on this summer, COVID related or not. Uh, I've, uh, I've bit off more than I can chew. Really? You think so? Oh, God. With the boards and and 
Uh, I mean, the new the biggest project's going to be our new phone system and i mean that's just going to oh, be oh i biggest. forgot you were doing that yeah it's going to be the the biggest time hog ever so because yeah. i mean we're very invested in how our current phone system operates so i mean it, and the teachers don't care i mean it's more about like functionality for the staff the the office staff right. and then you know getting everything to work hopefully like the old system did work so yeah, and then we're like interactive TVs and provision actually starting next week, they're doing a bunch of wiring for us uh, where they're not like, they don't do that kind of manual labor, uh, but they you have Ryan a, pulling cable. I bet he'd be good at it. Uh, no, I, I can't even see that. Really? Like it, my brain won't even allow that. You know, I, I can't even fathom it. Are you, are you able uh, to but yeah. go ahead? But uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're a wiring company who's awesome. Uh, I'll say their name, Steelnet. They're oh, absolutely, they're, they're the best. They are. Love Shannon and those guys. They're, yeah, they're I mean, seriously, great. the best wiring company I've ever worked with. Yep. Uh, they're coming next week, which actually does make me feel a little better. I thought that was going to be a July project. So the more stuff I can get done now, better. Uh, they're doing some wire pools for us. And then provisions got we're replacing every single rack and battery backup in the district with cabinets and new battery backups so wow and new switches so yeah i don't know i'll probably make it maybe not I don't know. and that that's a good point Steelnet in missouri they're out of jeff city area right jeff city yeah Columbia. i think so yeah that sounds right they are fantastic and they will travel. They come to our district they go oh, yeah. to Corey's district and we're two and I, a half hours away i couldn't say i couldn't talk good enough about them and they yeah. do they do more than networking uh oh, neighboring yeah. district they wired all their av in a new building like oh, uh vga runs hdmi runs mounted interactive tvs like they, they do all of that stuff I, I was just gonna say that they the smart interactive panels that we've purchased they have actually subbed they, they've actually hung those as the subcontractor for who from who we've purchased those panels um they're fantastic they steel net Look them up if you're in Missouri. Fantastic. I kind of wish they would sponsor instead of provision. That you I know, like them <laughs> Shannon might. You might you have to ask him, Corey, when he comes down. Tell him you got this wild. I mean, he's a nice CEO. He understands his customers. Yeah. You know, Ryan sees dollar bills. Oh yep. my goodness. <laughs> well, he's got to pay for that plane, right? He's got a he's got a private right. jet, right? Um, man, I was going to ask you something else, Chris. I can't remember what it was now. I was trying to f find a sound bite. Oh no, we've had Ryan. no sound bite. Oh no. <laughs> uh, should, should we tell our listeners that cable summer schedule could be a yeah. little different? Yeah, I think so. Um, it is summertime. Corey Corey's got you know four or five weeks of vacation he has to burn. Um, so we might not be as regular. We're trying to figure out what that looks like over the summer. It might be every other week. It might That's be every other Ryan. Week. <laughs> He's what pulling, is that? He's pulling cable. That's Cat Six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds yeah, like Cat grinding six. it. Yeah, yeah, he's grinding it. Um, so it might be every other week, might be once a month. We're we'll try and stay. We'll try and post something. Um, but I don't want to go the entire summer without posting anything. So yeah, we might be less regular. Um, over the summer until we get back into the groove in August, maybe a project update. Corey, good. You know, that might be good. A project update from me, project update from you and your phone systems or your panels. Um, that might be a decent episode. I mean, if, if the listeners, 
want us to stay afloat, they should absolutely mail us dollar bills. I don't think like, you can you know, do that. Like, you know, send us money and we I will be back. I think the post office says don't send dollars. Yeah, they the say something like that. PayPal. Hey, but if you want to see us in person. Oh, yeah. Summer, uh, you should come to Midwest Tech Talk. Uh, you can go to MidwestTechTalk.com uh, to check out that tech conference. That's July 19th and 20th at Lake of the Ozarks at the School of the Osage and at the Lodge of the Four Seasons down there. Yes, it's that Ozarks. Bucks. Yeah, like the TV, like the Netflix show. But not Netflix? Really. Yeah, Netflix. Is it? Yes. Uh, it's 150 bucks. That covers your breakfast and lunch both of those days. There's also evening events. Uh, 150 bucks, but you get about 60, 70 something bucks in swag back. Or if you don't want to see us in person, but you want to attend that, you can join online for 75 bucks and we will ship. Uh, Josh and I are on the planning committee for this. Yeah. Uh, so we know all the behind the scenes secrets and we will be shipping swag to you uh, if you do the online attendance stuff as well. And this is year five? Something four? crazy. It's four been a five. long time. Yeah. It was I at the crazy forgetting. hotel the first time. The high school. Oh, the, yeah, I didn't have hot water. The junior high. So this will be the year four, right? Sure. Four yeah. sounds right. Five sounds four. too far. I think it's four years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good time. Come hang out with other tech people. Uh, no ed tech sessions. It's all purely. Wow. Um, hey, ed techs, you can come. You can come, but there you won't be any for you. We are not turning people away. We are what's not that kind stuff? of company. You're what's this we stuff? Well, I was talking about like my booth. Oh, oh, okay. What are you selling? Headshots. Oh, okay. Yours were double. Yeah, because I got a big head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's been an episode, gentlemen. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.